Hey everyone, you're listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. I'm Jamie Brazil, your host. This is the second and final post in our series on how generations are viewing the job market and what you can do to ensure that you are well prepared for whatever comes. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsors. The Michigan State University's Master of Science in Marketing Research Program delivers the number one ranked insights and analytics degree in three formats, full-time on campus, full-time online, and part-time online. New for 2022, if you can't commit to their full degree program, simply begin with one of their three core certifications, Insights Design or Insights Analysis. In addition to the certification, all the courses you complete will build towards your graduation. If you're looking to achieve your full potential, check out MSNMU's program at broad.msu.edu slash marketing. Again, broad.msu.edu slash marketing. HubUX is a research operations platform for private panel management, qualitative automation, including video audition questions, and surveys. For a limited time, user seats are free. If you'd like to learn more or create your own account, visit hubux.com. Let's start with some context. In our first episode in this series, we talked about the impact of the U.S. economy on the job market. We also looked at how concerned people actually are about being laid off in the next 12 months. But with every cloud is a silver lining. And in this case, that silver lining is for employers who expressed that there will be major benefits for a more balanced job market. If you didn't tune into that episode, you can find the link in the show notes. I'd really encourage you to spend the 15 minutes catching up. But today we will be addressing two questions. How are generations preparing for changes to the job market? And what advice would members of different generations give to the unfortunate souls that are in fact impacted by layoffs? So let's start off with a question. Why do companies do layoffs? I've oftentimes struggled with this. Bad news is bad news, and the rationale doesn't really change the subsequent outcome. But understanding the why can help many of us mentally cope with the aftermath. So you may find it helpful to understand the business rationale for layoffs. And I just want to spend a little bit of time on this because understanding a bit more about the rationale, it can help you recognize when layoffs are going to happen and be proactive to either avoid them or potentially profit from them, which actually can happen when there's turmoil inside of a business. But overall, the 300 people that we interviewed were positive about the job market, despite difficulties many companies are and will face because of the recession. There will be a lot of job transition as some companies thrive and they wind up hiring even more people, while others suffer and even go out of business. Here's what a few of our participants said about their views on the job market. I believe the job market to be strong I currently work in the background screening field, and uh, the hiring numbers are totally up. I can tell by the amount of businesses that are placing pre-employment background screen orders. And the economy, unfortunately, is not doing well with inflation is you know, hurting a lot of people. And over the next 12 months, I, I hope it levels out, but I don't really think it will. I may level out, but it's not going to get better than it is right now. So that's my, that's my take. 
Um, yeah, so over the next 12 months, I feel like everything's very unknown, um, especially the way the economy is right now, you know, seeing with inflation, um, they're talking about maybe a recession. Um, so it's really hard to tell. I kind of think a lot of places are still kind of struggling for employees. So I think everything's going to kind of be okay. P places are going to continue hiring. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of layoffs. Um, they might slow hiring a little bit, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily see a bunch of layoffs. I kind of think we've hit the bottom. Um, I think the economy is going to go back up. Um, so yeah, I really don't, I think the next 12 months, I, I really don't think much is going to change. I think it's kind of going to stay pretty steady. Um, so yeah, no real concerns. I can speak to the topic of layoffs with some authority. Having built a company from zero to 200 full-time employees and having been a CEO of a 400 plus firm. Layoffs are a normal part of any company's life cycle. And there's few reasons for this. The first reason is obsolete function. Healthy companies are in a perpetual state of improving both profitability and growth. Put simply, they invest in systems, people, and technology that allow them to make more money, that is do more stuff, with less resources. Here's an example from the warehouse industry. All of us, I think, are familiar with it. There's hiring challenges, there's an increase in workers' compensation, and there's the promise of more efficient and profitable operations that are forcing companies to invest in warehouse automation. Definitionally, automation is designed to replace people. By replacing people, companies realize a significant amount of savings over time, along with productivity improvements. The second reason is improved profits. Lower wages in other countries are driving companies to move jobs from the U.S. For many U.S. companies that have 50 plus employees that are doing similar job functions, and I'll just pick on programming and QAing surveys because that's my world, they can realize a significant cost savings by moving those jobs to countries like Bulgaria or India. I know because I've done it. This isn't an easy transition, however, and it takes a long time and is usually easy to spot for employees. The third reason are and is economic downturns, and that is actually what we're facing right now as a global economy. This is the hardest one to cope with because employees usually don't have visibility that there is an issue until, in fact, they are laid off. And as we enter a recession, this is what many of us will be facing. In all cases, layoffs have nothing to do with the actual employees that are impacted. There's tens, hundreds, or even thousands of your peers that are losing their jobs too. You are not alone. However, even with that knowledge that you're not alone, being laid off will likely put you on tilt. And this is why it is important to have a plan while you are sane and in a safe state of mind. So let's get down to it. What do you do if you get laid off? We asked 300 people what they'd recommend to those who had been laid off. Our survey included a video question, or actually several video questions, and here's what they said. Now, please note that I chose specific videos that have the broadest representation of what was said. If you'd like to have access to the data or the videos, you can email me at jamin at hubux.com or just DM me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to share the data with you. As of today, August 15th, 2022, there is no question that companies are starting to lay people off. Here are some helpful tips to ensure that you are well prepared for whatever comes. Tip number one, stay positive and proactive. Here's one of our participants talking about the importance of proactivity and having a positive mindset. 
first thing that comes to mind is be the best you can be. This is not a time to be a slacker. You don't want to be the lowest performing person. Um, secondly, probably not the time to switch jobs. If you're looking for a sidestep, I'd say stick with the company that you're with. And, and lastly, um, save your money. It, it will help with the inflation. We need to s- slow down spending anyway. Um, and it's going to be good to have some, some backup cash in case you need it. Tip two, start saving. Having a savings is vital, period. This is the number one tip given by our participants who are 30 years old or older. The advice I would give to employees who are trying to survive the layoff, unfortunately, we live in a very consumer-based society, capitalism. If we can just lower the consumption, not everybody needs to have a coffee outside every day. Not everybody needs the biggest phone or the biggest car. So if we can limit those things, I think we'll be better off as a society. It's not as wasteful and uh, it helps our pockets as well. Standard financial advice says you should have enough cash in your savings account to live on for three to six months. Sadly, according to research done by Bankrate, 51% of Americans have less than three months worth of savings in their emergency account. Don't be one of those people. Make sure that you prioritize your future by creating a healthy savings. Tip three, create a budget. Having a budget is the best place to start with increasing your savings, of course. As you go through the budgetary process, you classify each of your expenses in two categories. One is mandatory. So these are things like rent, car payment, gas, things you just have to have in order to live. The second are optional things or discretionary spending. This will give you two numbers. This will give you your current like budget, like how much you spend a month. And then it also give you your emergency budget. Your emergency budget is what happens when you pair everything else away or get rid of all your discretionary spending. The fourth tip is add margin to your budget. Margin is vital to successful planning for difficult financial times. The most common rule of thumb for creating a household budget is about 20% of your income should go towards savings. That's right, 20%. So if you make $10,000, that's $2,000 or 20% of it that would go towards your savings. Meanwhile, another 50% maximum should go towards your necessities. And then 30% would go towards your discretionary items. Your maximum is 50% that goes towards necessities. That includes things like gas, car payment, and rent. So be very cognizant as you create your budget of trying to get your expenditures in line with those proportions. I think all employees should be responsible and they should be saving so that they have six months of salary saved up to tide them over in times of layoffs or even times where the hours for people are being scaled back because sales are down because of inflation and other factors that come into play. You want to add margin to your budget. So don't account for every single penny, okay? By identifying discretionary items that you can remove, like an $8 Starbucks coffee, sorry, Starbucks, if you're listening, but whatever, you'll be well prepared to react when difficult times come. That way you're not like emotionally just operating and driving and trying to figure out what you're going to cut, what you're not going to cut out of your budget. You'll have your plan in place and you'll be well prepared to execute it. 
Number five is your network. The size and quality of your personal network is directly connected to the number and quality of the job opportunities you have. So invest in your network. If you're in a role and at a company that you love and you want to stay there for the long term, and you think that company has a viable future, then invest in yourself. Get to know what your strengths are and be a strong advocate for yourself. Also create a network of support. Identify other committed leaders who you might have an affinity with and demonstrate to them your passion, your commitment, and your energy and enthusiasm. Because even if they move on, they could potentially take you with them. The other thing you need to do is expect to change jobs on a much more frequent basis than the baby boomer generation did. So build your skills, build your network, build your confidence. Confident people are more likely to be retained and hired. So believe in yourself. Tip six, your skills. For most of us who have had jobs, especially for a long time, we slow down or even stop investing in learning in new skills or developing the ones that we have. We need to be in a constant state of learning and evolving if we're going to keep pace with today's work. It's how companies are operating. It's how us as individuals have to operate. We cannot have the audacity to say, okay, I figured it out and I'm just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. You need to double down on your skills to maintain your relevancy and importance and contribution to the companies that you work for. I think the secret isn't really remaining employed. I think the secret is remaining employable. So continue to work on your skills, continue to, you know, hone the craft that you chose to do. Um, be a good employee, get to work on time, show that you're interested. And I think that's how you stay employed. Tip seven, side hustle. Developing a side hustle such as occasionally driving for Uber or doing some side consulting will ensure that you are set up to lean into the income, alternative income sources in the event that you were laid off. So a piece of advice that I like to offer to anybody who's just trying to survive a layoff, just try to do your best, be a great worker, um, do a great job and be good at what you do. Sometimes even if you're a great worker, of course, you still could get laid off. So in that situation, you would have to have a plan B, maybe like a side hustle or just simply apply elsewhere. Tip eight. Minimum wage jobs. Be humble. If you have bills, then you likely need income. Too often, people who are capable of doing menial labor but have spent the last 20 years in management, they simply can't lower themselves for a few months. Not only can this help put food on the table, but it will offer you a new perspective on challenges facing frontline workers. And this may serve you very well in your next gig. So unfortunately, I have been laid off in my life before. Um, that was my first job. And I did get unemployment for a few months. I think it was six months. But my advice to someone who's about to be laid off would be to breathe. I am sorry this is happening to you. But to contact their network right away. Um, you know, other managers clients, um, people that they were working with and see if they have, if they know any jobs that are open in the area or if they recommend contacting any other companies that are hiring or um, people who have resumes of yours and also save because you don't know how quick you're going to get the next job. And when I got laid off and I was applying to other jobs, 
I worked at Carl's Jr. for a few months just to make sure that I had some income coming in while I was looking for the next job. So yeah, good luck. Tip nine, recruiters. Be sure to get to know the staffing agents and recruiters that specialize in your field. For market research, you can join the weekly MRX Pros virtual lunch that I host. Just DM me for a free invitation. Happy to include you in that, as well as the Insights Association. Uh, they have uh, free access to people who find themselves unemployed. These are easy ways for you to make or increase, make connections or increase your current network. Advice to people who are laid off. Um, just had that at my company and gave them a lot of advice. First thing was to make sure that they breathed. That is the first thing I tell them, that this has happened to everybody. Everybody that I know in the world has been laid off at some point. Um, next is to make sure their resume is up to date. And I offered, of course, for those individuals to look at it and give some feedback. Then network. You have to network. I still believe it's who you know to get a job and what you know to keep your job. And also with recruiters, right now with the way the market is, recruiter, recruiters excuse me, are really going after and supporting organizations. But they're going to get through this if they want to work. That's the main thing, if they want to work. Tip 10, unemployment and food stamps. Don't be prideful. There are services that you have paid into and are set up specifically to help you through these tough times. It's okay to take advantage of them. I would advise employees to go get employment and get on food stamps. All right. In conclusion, I am thankful for the advice that was given by our participants. Through them, we have created the most comprehensive list of both preparation and survival tips to not just surviving a layoff, but potentially thriving through it. I would definitely have to say for people to remain optimistic about things. I know it's kind of easier said than done, but I think staying positive about things that are happening is better for your mental health and just to stay positive in general. Um, things could be a lot more worse than what it is. If you would like to learn more about this research or about how you can use HubUX to shorten your timelines and save money on your research, you can find me on any social platform or email me directly at jamin at hubux.com. That's J-A-M-I-N at hubux.com. Happy researching. <laughs>